0: Welcome to David and David on Real Estate. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the real estate market. Good morning and welcome to the David and David on Real Estate podcast. We are in
1: episode number 61. 61. So we're still celebrating our 60th. This is part two of our of our 60th celebration. Uh, We're doing our recap. I think I've got this on the right way. (laughs) <laughs> so we're still. I don't have one that says sixty-one, but uh, we're just going to have to do for sixty. But we're still celebrating this historic event. So we we got through how far in our uh, we almost halfway last week. We got through the first twenty-six
0: episodes, and uh, we're on twenty-seven today. And David, I uh, I, I don't know what it would feel like to be 60 uh, but I imagine (laughs) if I ever turned 60 I would be celebrating 60 probably for the next nine years and refusing to add any more digits to that number
1: (laughs) well let me give you some advice my friend Uh, when it comes your time to get to 60 you decline okay you refuse it you don't accept it and you and you keep it going it's you, you get into denial that's that's probably the best term yeah um, there's a difference between get, turning 40 turning 50 turning 60 I, I got you know I don't want to even think about turning 70 at some point but um, anyway it, it's it's changing but 60 episodes of a podcast is pretty good if you think about you know back to you know our discussions about even putting this together and you know when when back when COVID started and everything and and how's this going to look? And what are we going to do? And are we going to make a difference? And we going to listen? And we going to watch? And uh, you know, in the meantime, we, you know, we've created a following. We've got some people that are very interested in watching this. And I think we're we're doing what we set out to do. We're trying to help raise the bar.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean. I didn't think we we're going to get to 60 episodes, but it's pretty cool that we're here and, and, and that we keep educating, raising the bar and, you know, that we're finding topics to still talk about. And, and by the way, if, if anybody has any questions or any ideas for things that uh, they'd like David and I to discuss, you know, send them in because we want to hear from you guys. We, we want to tailor this and help you guys. Um, And really touch on some of the trendy issues affecting the industry and there's lots going on and, you know, the industry changes day by day and week by week and, you know, David Corman and I were at the uh, forefront of of those changes and we see those changes happening all the time, and we got to stay on top of them and, you know, one of the changes that's coming David and this is a little off topic but. Uh, the, fo- the foreign ban is coming into effect in January of 2023 and, you know, there's very little information surrounding the details of what this is going to look like, but my office is already getting questions, you know, what does that mean, you know, how, how does that change, how th- is that going to change how we do business. Um, if a foreign buyer wants to buy, what do we tell them? You know, what are the rules surrounding the foreign buyer's ban? How long is it going to last for? So, you know, the, these policy changes are, are being implemented all the time. Um, and your office and my office, we have to stay at the forefront and, and understand um, all the complex issues affecting our, our industry. And, you know, we're happy to to do that and to transfer that knowledge and and, and help you guys navigate these complexities as well.
1: And I think we did talk about it a little bit when they first announced uh, the forum ban. but now there's, you know, a few more details are coming out, but not much yet, but uh, we're probably going to do a a webinar in the near future or a podcast, excuse me. I will do a webinar also, I'm sure for your, for your agents um, on that, on the topic, but we'll for sure get that as a, as a topic for a podcast once we get a, few more details once they release a little bit more about how it's going to work. And then, and then some of it is, so how is it going to work? And then we're still projecting how, how that might affect the market. And uh, is it going to have a a real difference? And, And I'm skeptical as I was when NRST came in the first time. And then when they amended NRST about, you know, because, you know, we've discussed before, it's a small percentage of the market that's, you know, that's driven by foreign investors. So...
0: Yeah, it was really interesting to get Carlo Gomez's take on the percentage of of, um, foreign transactions in the marketplace, because, you know, his firm has access to the statistics, right? So, um, you know, a little bit more in-depth conversation. And, you know, he thought that the number is closer to 10 to 15% um, for foreign investment to Canada. So, you know, when the numbers are, are that large, it might have an impact, but I'm sure there's you know ways around you know uh, either engaging people that live here or uh, locally that have their permanent residence, and and um, you know I, I'm sure buyers are going to find a way to navigate and circumnavigate some of those restrictions. That that we're encouraging that, but uh, uh, definitely an interesting conversation topic for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's sort of interesting because I think. The numbers that came out when the NRST first came out, it was more like, like it might be five, six percent of the market. It was more along that, and now Carl's telling us it might be double that, which is sort of interesting because both could be true. But at the time when the NRST first came in, it was a much smaller percentage, and even though they imposed a fifteen percent tax, you know, in a certain area, and now they made it a twenty percent tax and made it all over the province, the reality is it, it was still attracting foreign buyers to push like through that where it didn't stop or or slow down the form or it actually we still it increased the percentage of foreign buyers during that time which means it's still a better place to invest your money if you're a foreign buyer even if you got to pay a 20 percent tax on it you're still better off getting your money out of whatever country you're getting it out of and investing it in Ontario real estate.
0: Yeah, and look, some of those countries like Venezuela, I mean, their inflation rate is through the roof, right? So, um, you know, 20%, you got to offset the local inflation rate that, that you're you're losing on your money as well, right? So, um, obviously, the calculations are making sense and investing in, in our real estate is making sense for those people in a big way.
1: Yeah. All right, we better get on to uh, yeah, a recap or we're going to run out of time again.
0: yeah we we love doing this we just get so passionate (laughs) with a topic and uh you know half an hour later but on to, with the recap. So, podcast number twenty-seven. This was um, a great podcast where we had uh, Sabia Ali from, which is uh, the broker of record for Sutton Summit Realty, come on um, as a guest speaker. And uh, Sabia was really talking about the culture, relationships, and, and authenticity uh, when running, you know, a terrific brokerage, and and what that really does. Um, when it comes to relationships with the agents and and the culture within the brokerage and you know how that really sets our brokerage apart um, because you know David, when um, when you're in a commission environment, it can be very uh, stressful dealing with other, Uh, sales representatives are also commission-based, right? And at Sutton, we have a different approach where we collaborate, where we work together, where we share ideas. And that creates an environment of uh, working together and collaboration as opposed to adversity, right? And and one of the stories I, I share with agents is we hired a transaction coordinator that came from a different brokerage. And she really put things into perspective for us. And she said to us, David, you know, I'll never forget. One of the agents was walking to a photocopier and they literally had the piece of paper like this because they didn't want any other agent to see what they're working on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Right. And and that's, you know, a crazy concept because, you know, I'm of the opinion that there's an abundance of business out there. Right. And some of the agents, uh, who are with different brokerages have a very uh, scarcity mindset, right? And, and scarcity often leads to a feeling of um, the fact that you're by yourself and then you're not working in a team environment. And and then the fact that, you know, you're not winning as a team, right? And that's really the opposite of the, of the uh, culture we try to cultivate
1: at Sutton. Well, look, we, we we had a great discussion in that podcast, and you know, you're talking about a world class brokerage. It starts with world class leadership within a brokerage, and um, and Subhiya Ali is, is is always a breath of fresh air. I could talk to her all day long. She's you know she she's got past experience in the business world that's got nothing to do with real estate, but she draws on it. It, to create a culture within this business, and and be there for all the other agents, and and a, understands the importance just from a business owner's perspective of how important a culture is for for any business, any successful business. You have to try and create that, and and, and look, there's successful businesses. Successful brokerages where that where you know the privacy of the agents is is paramount and and that's the culture they create and they're all going to hide their documents and not let anybody know what they're doing and they're a bunch of you know free agents on an island and and that works for some people, but it it doesn't work for most people and I think you're you're creating a much better environment with the way you're you're trying to do it. Like you said, there's enough business. You don't have to be competitive within your own brokerage other than. Uh, to challenge each other and push each other to do better, to learn, to get better, improve, et cetera. You know, those are, that's the competitive culture that you want. And there's enough business out there with other, uh, you know, for you to compete with other brokerages too. But the key is make yourself the best agent you could be, make yourself the best and, and the business comes. If you, if you do that, and you focus on that. And I think that's the culture you guys are, are working on. So I think our, our discussion that day was really good. And it's, like everything it's not just applicable to your broker it's applicable to my firm it's applicable to anybody's small business
0: 100 culture is key and you know sometimes you can get away with you know paying employees just a little bit less if you have the right culture and sometimes you can get away with other things in, in a business environment if you have the right culture because people want to stay with you and people want to work for you right and yeah. attracting and retaining employees and agents is is by far the most costly endeavor and if you create the right culture and they don't leave and they want to stay with you and they want to work with you as a business owner uh, it really alleviates a lot of the stress of running a business right especially when it comes to employees we know uh, the labor situation that we're in how tough it is out there for small businesses to attract and retain great people but you know, running any successful businesses starts with people, right? People make or break your business and you got to create the right environment for them to thrive, for them to grow, for them to want to come into work, for them to want to be there. Right. And that's where that's right. really.
1: Yeah. And then we go from, from, you know, talking a little bit about your brokerage in episode 27 and your business culture to, to episode 28, where, where all of a sudden you're involved in a brand new venture, a related venture to, to some degree and, and i see you're wearing the the t-shirt today uh, an agent i still haven't managed to get a t-shirt a hat nothing from from an agent
0: oh man you gotta change that i mean you guys are our lawyers and you know yes. you guys us in, in corporate you, you've,
1: you've referred to me as the as an agent for an agent and that, but i don't even I have, have. A yes absolutely but uh, David, this was
0: the most popular episode we've ever done. Um, I'm just looking at the statistics here, and, and you know we had we have probably 50 percent more views on on podcast uh, 28 than we do on uh, most other uh, episodes, other than episode one, the very first one, where I, I guess a lot of people are are tuning in. Um, and this is an important uh, podcast as well, not just because I'm involved with it, but the concept here is that you know, uh, people really want to build wealth and they want to build wealth by using real estate as their vehicle to build wealth. And agents are just not receiving enough education. And there's a big knowledge gap for them to really confidently work with investors, right? So I got involved in this company because um, I saw how, how it helped my agents really win. Not only did it help them win uh, to do more business, But we found that 25% of the agents who took the training became investors themselves and as a broker owner, this was a big win for me and I'm going to share a really quick story here I know we're short on time because we have tons of episodes to review but. Um, about four years ago, I had one of my seasoned, um, agents come into my office. He was about 86 years old at the time. And he sat down he started telling me about a new listing that he just got. So I put my broker hat on and I congratulated him and he had this puzzled look on his face. And he says to me, David, you don't understand. I don't want to be trading in real estate. I want to be able to retire, enjoy my retirement, I, I'm I'm taking this listing because I have to because I have no money to my name, and that really hit me like a, bad, a bag of bricks, you know. And and from that point onwards, I view my role and I view the leadership role of any brokerage manager um, that we have a responsibility to our agents to have those conversations with them and make sure that not only their clients are winning by buying and investing in real estate, but the agent themselves is winning too. You know, we talk to our agents, what's your exit strategy? What are you gonna do when you retire? And how many years do you wanna retire? Do you still wanna keep selling real estate when that time comes? And realtors are independent contractors. We don't have a pension plan. We don't have anything to fall back on. So it's so much more important that we look at real estate as an investment uh, vehicle for ourselves as well. And the earlier that we start, right, the more we can leverage that over time.
1: Yeah, so I look, I would encourage anybody to go back and watch that episode if you haven't seen it yet, uh, because you you get a lot of the basic information of, you know, the background behind it, how you guys operate it, what the vision was, and uh, it was a great launching pad to to some degree uh, for the program, and you guys have made tremendous strides since then, so congratulations on that.
0: Yeah, thanks. We'll uh, we'll have to do a follow up episode because there's so many amazing things happening. Where I don't want to get into details here, but uh, yeah, I would encourage everybody to watch the episode and and reach out to the in agent team, get your in agent designation. It will it will do wonders for your real estate career. Yeah, podcast twenty nine. Meet Sean Shake, master salesperson and one of my mentors. We discuss guerrilla marketing, NLP. Um, and you know we Sean has over 5 star Google reviews. He's um, he's a force to be reckoned with, and um, you know every single time I have any sort of interactions with Sean, it just you know you feel that energy, um, and you just want to spend more time around him. And how he approaches business, how he approaches sales how he has an unwavering focus on, on customer service and on the client. He really understands, um, you know, he, he's just amazing to be in the room with. I, I would encourage everybody like Podcast 29, that's take some time and, and really listen to what Sean has to say and, and, and absorb everything that's coming out of his mouth because he really is a master of his, of his craft.
1: Yeah, and I think by having Sean on, we stayed true to our whole concept of the podcast, where we want to have content in there that that's not pure real estate. It's it's just small business, and some of the principles that apply, whether it's a law firm, whether it's a real estate brokerage, whether it's a it's a car dealership, car dealership like there, there are certain principles, there are certain things that apply and that we could all benefit from. And I think those discussions with Sean were, were fabulous that day and that stuff that everybody could use. hundred percent. Great
0: episode. I really, I really enjoyed that one. Podcast 30. This is where we review the Toronto regional real estate board, uh, 2022 outlook report. And we reviewed 2021, uh, year in review. So, uh, The Toronto Regional Real Estate Board does a great job with providing statistics and coming out with lots of reports. Um, I encourage every realtor to really look at the website and take a look at some of the reports, read through them. They provide uh, a month uh, over month report as well. And and once a year, they come up with their yearly report, lots of great information on what the market's doing and what their projected uh, year is doing. And and the industry actually really looks forward to our report coming once a year. And and there's a lot of industry um Um, organizations that really rely on that report to see uh, what they can expect from the real estate market in the upcoming year. So that's a great report. And we go over the whole Outlook report from cover to cover, uh, offering our opinions and just discussing some of those statistics.
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, it was, um, you know, a a very relevant topic at the time. it It was fresh news. It a good analysis. I think you did a great job breaking it down for everybody. And, uh, you know, and then you could look back at these things and say, you know, what held true, uh, you know, what, you know, what, uh, what's not true, but it's important to go through these things. And, and, and I know, you know, you focus on statistics a lot, you know, when we, the early podcasts we did, we, we opened up with statistics, just about every podcast for a while, cause you get the numbers and you, and you see the trends. And um, it's important to, to take a look at that once in a while. you got to compare to something to understand what the market really is. So, so we, you know, we did that in that episode for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the more knowledgeable you are as a, as a realtor and as a sales representative, um, the more confident you are. And, and the more you can you know, have those important and tough conversations with buyers and sellers, that are not rooted in emotions, but they're actually rooted in statistics, which are a lot harder to um, to dispute, right? So you want to be armed with that data whenever you're talking to uh, to to clients, especially in a market like we are in today. Yeah. Podcast thirty one, we had Sabia Ali as a as a guest, and I think Sabia actually uh, co-hosted this episode with you, David. Uh, where you guys discussed some home inspections, chattels and pricing strategies in in today's shifting market. Now, I just looked at the date that episode was recorded in March of 2022. So I think that was the beginning of um, the shift that we're kind of seeing in the market as of today.
1: Yeah, and you know when you're in the moment, you don't realize that you're in the middle of a shift. Right, you're you're still thinking you're you're in the old market, but when you look back at it now, we're there was definitely a shift going on at the time, right? So and that after being in a you know in that previous market for a relatively long period of time, because uh, there was a lot of predictions that that wouldn't last then too. So, um but in that podcast, we like we were we are discussing. I mean, I know a lot of the. Um, Issues of inspections and, and issues about chattels. What's a chattel? What's a fixture? Uh, you know, we deal with those type of issues all the time with our, our closings, and, and some agents are making mistakes about not describing those things properly in, in agreements of purchase and sale, and uh, you know, it leads to, to problems that sometimes don't come up until until closing when all of a sudden things are taken out that shouldn't be taken out. You run into issues with hot water tanks and and furnaces that are, are they rent to own? Are they, um, are they leased? Uh, what are, are, is there a requirement for buyer to assume these contracts? Things like that. So lots of uh, meat on the bone in that episode. Yeah. And I would encourage everybody just to
0: have a conversation around channels and fixtures. You know, Don't just say, Hey, these are the channels and fixtures included and move on. Actually spend the time, go through each individual item. Um, and, and make sure you do that on both sides. Right. So always review the channels and fixtures with the seller and with the buyer. Go line by line, item by item, and then pause and take a little bit of time, say, are we missing anything? Is there anything else we should be including? And another good practice to do this is to look at the pictures of the house as you're going through a list of chattels. because sometimes you will see something in the picture which will jog your memory. And, and you would say, oh, you know what, I didn't add that water softener that was described, but uh, we see in one of the pit basement pictures, let's add that water softener, let's add that central vacuum uh, to the list to make sure that there's no surprises come closing.
1: Yeah, and if you're going to err, you err on the side of being more descriptive as opposed to less descriptive. Like, 100%. don't just say, you know, all other chattels included in... You know as seen or something like that if if you're really concerned about anything in particular whether it's a chattel or a fixture you're not sure which one it is make sure you describe it properly in the agreement even if it's you know the big screen tv that's mounted if you want the wall mounts left put it in and then if you put that in and it's accepted then there's no issue you know were those mounts something that's movable is is it a fixture is it a chattel Make it clear. If the, if the buyer wants it, make sure you put it in. If the seller doesn't want to sell it, make sure you exclude it and just be, just be clear.
0: Absolutely. Podcast 32 real estate teams and why the team concept is exploding in popularity.
1: Yeah. And, and this was a, an interesting one. I, I know I relayed some stories of, of uh, my son's experience. Cause he's, he's part of a, a team and, and how, how beneficial that's been for him from day one, uh, the experience that he got in in his first year as a real estate agent by being part of a team and what he was exposed to was probably the equivalent of five years experience. Because it okay. wasn't just the deals that he's working on, it's the deals everybody else is working on. So if for a lot of people, you know, that's a great option to be to be part of a team. For some people, it's, it's not their personality, they're, they're better suited not to be a part of a team, but then I encourage them to be in the right brokerage too, where you have that team culture. Even if you're an independent contractor, there, you can still be exposed to what other people are doing. You can still go to cover for somebody else's open house and have an opportunity to to meet some people, and and people aren't being protective over their over their turf. You know, everybody's fighting for the for the same turf. But but there's a lot of advantages to being part of a team. So it's something that that people should. Explore it and decide whether it's right for them. 100%. Great episode.
0: Podcast 33. Here we talk about interest rates, Ukraine, and the global economy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and and look, this is back in March, right? We're already talking about interest rate uh, changes, even though, you know, like this was early on, we've had a a few changes uh, since then. And the effect that interest rate changes, the effect that uh, that what happened in Ukraine has on the economy, uh, the supply shortages it creates in the market, and and, and also another thing we've talked about even with Carl Gomez the other day, it sort of creates a pause when world events like that happen. It, everybody's got to you know catch their breath a little bit and try and figure out what does this mean, where is this going, how's this going to affect us. So so it sort of creates a natural pause in the market until people try and figure out again, what's going on in the world, and what's changing, and therefore, what can I do in terms of my my desire to buy another real estate property, or sell a property?
0: Yeah, and we saw that in a big way, and I think that's one of the reasons why we, um, you know, had, a, had that kind of conversation, is because, uh, you know, people were still really coming to um, the idea of, of how this is going to affect them, and how this is going to affect Europe, how this is going to affect you know the the world on a on a large scale, and, and and people were scared, right? And we saw that being really reflective in their decisions to buy and sell property, and there was a big pause in the market, and you know we were going through this. Period of time where people were basically trying to see um, how this is going to affect them, and the shoot supply shortages were rampant in that time period, right? So right. Um, there was right. a adjustment there, and and I think uh, you know I'm I'm happy to say that uh, um, you know people have. Come to feel more comfortable with the situation, and we're starting to see the number of transactions slowly and steadily uh, increase, uh, especially in the last uh, two weeks or so. And you know, we're at the end of August of uh, two thousand and twenty-two right now.
1: Right, and you know, and at the time when things were, were happening, in Ukraine, there was so much uncertainty. We didn't know: is this the beginning of World War Three? Uh, is everybody going to be jumping in on this thing you know it's there's a lot of uncertainty so there's a natural pause in it a lot of concern obviously for what was going on there at the time and six months later it's still going on and uh, and it's front page news you know for so long then and now everybody's well yeah what's going on in Ukraine like it's you know every day there's something going on there and but we're not talking about it every day as our first conversation, like we were back in March, but there's, you know, still not a good situation, but it, but it certainly had a big effect globally, you know, not just locally here, but globally on the economy and created, you know, the, the rise in gas prices, which led to the inflation, which has a huge impact on the economy, but now the prices have gradually been coming back down. Inflation is a little bit more under control and we'll see where that goes. Yeah
0: podcast 34 everything you need to know about assignments with special guest jonathan Hakohen, and this is part one um i don't think we actually finished these i think we did a part two as well and uh, i think there's many more parts to come because uh assignments is is one of those topics that uh Um, you know, has layers and layers and layers of complexities. So um, Jonathan does a great job here in in diving in and really explaining some of those layers of complexities. I would encourage everybody to um, become familiar and listen to Podcast 34 because there's some great information in there. And we're going to continue to do more and then continue to dive deeper into uh, this topic because... Um, there's much more to unwrap and, you know, tax implications and, and, and there's a lot going on there as well.
1: Yeah. And, and Jonathan a fabulous guest and loves being on, on the podcast and he's doing his own podcast, the chosen life, which is, which has really taken off and he's done a great job with that. he's helped us with this podcast and, and, uh, and helped us raise the bar on this. So we, you know, thanks to Jonathan. Uh, but this was part one of assignments. And I always, mark and jonathan myself as as our assignment guru we did get back to do part two but it wasn't until may uh because this was in march we did part one and then we we got involved with um we were in our in our lead up to our our live podcast that we were doing at the buzz conference so we had uh you know a certain number of people from the buzz conference as as guests we didn't get back to jonathan i think until may like almost two months later to part two but we'll talk about that again but we did get get back with them so there's there's a good there's great material in in our library of podcasts on assignments but there's been significant changes more recently and and we're going to get back to another episode on assignments to go through what you know what uh, changes have uh, affected assignments more recently
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I always enjoy my episodes, uh, or, or the episodes we do with Jonathan, because he's just such a wealth of knowledge, especially on this topic. But I uh, uh, encourage everybody to start with episode uh, 34. Um, and then uh, we get back into assignments part two on episodes 44. So 10 episodes later in in May podcast 35. We have a fireside chat with Virginia Munden, uh, who is a realtor and one of the co-founders of the bus conference. Uh, And Virginia is is an amazing influencer. She really cares about the industry and she's doing a great job really elevating the bar, uh, bringing influencers together under one roof and, and really teaching realtors. Um, by really highlighting some of the amazing trends we have in our industry. And this podcast in particular is the longest podcast that we've ever recorded. But, you know, when you have a person like Virginia on um, and you can just talk for hours and hours about uh, different issues affecting the industry, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. And I know we, we got into some really amazing topics of discussion uh, with her.
1: Yeah, no, Virginia's just a ball of fire. She was, I think it's one of my favorite podcasts for sure. She's got so much information. She's extremely entertaining to listen to, whether in person or on a podcast. She's always entertaining. She knows everybody. like She's so well-connected. She knows the industry inside and out. She's worked in, in various aspects of it. She connects everybody together. Like you said, she's one of the best influencers that we've got. And she was you know, putting this buzz conference together where we were uh, going to be attending uh, on two fronts, one to do our live podcasts and one to, uh, w- with certain guests that were, that were part of the buzz conference. And then also uh, to attend to, uh, to, to talk about uh, a seminar topic live there as well, which we did on, on Prex. But having her on to, to lead that off was just a fabulous episode.
0: Yeah, I know it really was and I really enjoyed it as well and it's so hard to pick a favorite because there's so many great episodes but you know the fact that we talked for an hour and a half with Virginia really highlights you know how much there really was to discuss and yeah. um how you know we we dove into some of those issues and and she is much more entertaining than you and I are so uh, I encourage everybody to uh, to listen to that podcast.
1: Well, and then you talk about entertaining guests the next episode I think was one of the most entertaining guests we've had Matt Leonetti um who's I don't know how do how do you describe him he he's
0: <laughs> well I'm I'm going to say this about Matt um I think Matt has one of the largest Instagram following out of any realtor that I know I think he's up to like 46,000 guests which you know, on a on Canadian scale, at least, I think there's some realtors in the States that might have an equal or, or a little bit of a higher falling. But to be the number one rated realtor in Canada on Instagram, I mean, that tells you quite a bit. And yeah. Matt did that by doing, um, you know, amazing um, real estate videos. They're they're really entertaining. They're so funny. funny. They're witty, um, you know, they're amazing. If if you haven't had a chance to look up any of Matt Leonetti's videos, type in Matt Leonetti into YouTube. You're gonna have a ball. And and you know Matt was on the verge of washing out of the real estate industry. Um, in his first two years, um, he was struggling with kind of finding his niche and 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 really finding a way to uh, interact and 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 make any sort of headways. Uh, in his career, and he really talks openly about that on, on the episode. But then when he gets into video, he really finds his calling and the rest is history. Um, he's super successful, uh, very influential, um, and and has 46,000 Instagram followers. So definitely listen to that episode. I think you're going to find it uh, uh, quite inspirational just from a business uh, building point of view, and then from finding a niche, finding your niche in the real estate market point of view as well.
1: Yeah, he's just a, a great success story. And if you knew nothing about real estate, or you weren't an agent, or you weren't in the industry, and you just watch some of these videos, you'll be entertained by them. You could just sit down and watch an hour of these of these videos that he that he did, which are you know takeoffs and other things and spoofs, yeah. and you'd recognize what he's trying to do, and he and he does it so well that you know, that everybody's, okay, when's the next one coming out? And, and now he's spending a lot of his time, you know, being, you know, doing podcasts and being a guest on everybody else's podcast, everybody wants a piece of him too. Um, so we talked about that, like, do you still have time to be an agent and still work, uh, you know, for your clients and things like that? Because he's getting so good at the social media aspect of it that, you know, that that might be his ultimate career.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of things fall into place here. You know, does he build a team around him? Does he double down and really focus on what he loves doing, which is creating these entertaining uh, videos, right? Yeah. Um, think about you know what matt could do if he got his in-agent designation went back to all his people and all his past clients and converted them to real estate investors and you know taught them to uh you know buy more uh real estate from the point of investing i mean there's a lot of stories here and, and and a lot of business practices that you can kind of build on that story and it's a great one so i would encourage everybody to uh to listen to podcast number 36.
1: Yeah, and we go from from that a legend in the making to already someone who's who we consider a legend in the industry, and Richard Silver, who's who's also one of the key people speaking at the Buzz Conference. Uh, I think he was speaking a number of times during the Buzz Conference. I think he was on a couple of different panels and things like that. So we're very excited to get him on in advance of the Buzz Conference to share his story and and his views on on the real estate industry and where it's going. Yeah, and then Richard was past president of TRAB. You know, he loves
0: technology, very well connected. He's the vice president for SolarBees. Uh, he's been in the industry for you know decades and uh, knows a lot of people and a and great wealth of knowledge as well. And, and you know that was a great conversation that we have with uh, Richard as well about trends, about technology, about how real estate is uh, is changing. And you know uh, he was the opening speaker I think at the upcoming Buzz event. So we we asked him how he feels about that. So great episode. I encourage everybody to listen to it as well.
1: Yeah, and that uh, that led us into. Our actual attendance at the Buzz Conference, where we were set up, you know, right in you know the, the main intersection of the conference, uh, to do live podcasts as uh, as things were going on, and we had uh, I think we did three live podcasts I think that that day, and the, the first one was with a couple of, of lovely guests, uh, Katerina Markovich and, and Ina Bogdanov who are the, the co-founders of IK Financial Mortgage Brokers. And uh, I, I remember them being a little nervous coming on when we, when we first got there. And I think we put them at ease pretty quickly. Say, hey, we're just, we're just talking. And, and we had a great conversation with them about their, 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 uh, their, their rise through the ranks, how they got together, how they created their brokerage, what their culture is. I think a lot of our focus of our discussion was on, on the culture of their firm.
0: Yeah, culture and the unwavering focus on the client that they have, right? And and we talked about their relationship and their partnership and how they kind of met as well. And it was an intriguing story, and and I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Um, you know, I, anybody who's thinking about possibly. Um, hiring a a new mortgage broker or getting a second opinion, uh, I would highly encourage you to approach these two young ladies uh, because the way they approach their clients and the way they approach their business is phenomenal. And I think you're going to really enjoy working with them.
1: Yeah. And I think we went from them to, uh, I think one of the most interesting speakers I think that they had at the buzz conference and I've seen, you know, he's speaking all over the place. I get things, you know, daily about where he's speaking next. It was a Kendall Netmaker who's who's just got an incredible background story coming from from nothing, and uh, and making a career for himself as a, as a public speaker, as an influencer. Um, I don't know how else you describe him.
0: Well, this is somebody who went through tremendous adversity, David, and. Uh... You know, he he rose to the occasion and, and he's out there speaking about some of the daily adversities that our um, native people go through uh, on an everyday basis in, in this country. And, you know, it's a conversation that needs to happen more often. And, 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 you know, I think we as industry leaders, you know, need to talk more about this and need to raise awareness. And 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 you know, we need to do whatever we can collectively. To help these people in whatever way we can so um great conversation with candle and and, you know hearing his story was extremely emotional and when he was talking about you know living in his family home and sharing one room with his brothers and sisters and you know he went into some detail and described that whole situation it was uh it was it was you can really feel the emotions coming through his story so um, you know, I, I give Virginia a lot of credit for bringing a, a keynote speaker, a candle into the buzz event and, and raising awareness about this important issue.
1: Yeah. And, and it, his story is so inspiring. And, and here's a guy you know, who is so humble, like he's successful now. I think you can't but label him as successful. You know, he got out of that Absolutely. situation. He made he's made a great life or a better life for himself. OK. But his whole focus is it's not about what I'm doing for me. My whole focus, his whole focus is how can I help others do the same? How can I inspire others or encourage others or give them the tools to to make a better life and and, and do this better? So he was just very inspirational. Like said, It was was an emotional discussion. And uh, and I would encourage everybody to take a look at that one
0: especially leaders, right? If you're a leader in an industry, you have to give back, right? And this is the idea that, that you know, he's all about. Um, and, you know, what we're trying to do with this podcast is is really no different. We're trying to give back and we encourage other leaders to do the same.
1: Yeah. And, and then our, our next live guest that day, I think it was one of the ones, I'm, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think it was one of the ones that you enjoyed the most. We we bring on a, a broker from another brokerage and you guys get into and, and it's he's got a totally different approach than yours but i think you guys had a great banter great discussion about it and i think you you're you know i'm just sort of you know listening in and picking off certain things from the two of you but i think you're both learning from each other and enjoying the the, the things that are common about brokers but also really enjoying the things that are different in your approaches
0: yeah you know this is uh this is a little unexpected i mean i i didn't i i didn't know samuel but the alignment was was extremely strong um and and the conversation was great and um i thoroughly i did really enjoy this episode and, and samuel is is a great leader um and uh you know the the hearing his perspective was was tremendous so um it was a great, great episode. I encourage everybody to listen to it as well. I had a lot of fun recording that one for sure. Just the alignment was great with with, with him and you know, what he does for his agents and how he approaches the business. And, you know, we talked about this whole concept of um, investing and, and winning and, and, you know, building culture. And uh, there was a lot of alignment there for sure.
1: Yeah. So, and so he was the last of our live podcasts that we did that day and, and Buzz conference was, was really a special event. I think everybody really enjoyed being there, you know, having a chance, you know, it was canceled a couple times, postponed a couple times. Uh, you know, the Virginia had to do, you know, previous ones is just a, uh, you know, a non-live event. And I think everybody just liked the fact they were able to do a live event and get together and, and have that. So that was great, but it also gave us the opportunity to meet some other people, through the buzz conference that we were then able to have on as guests. I think the next one we had on was, uh, where it was Natasha Koifman, uh, a PR specialist and and entrepreneur, talk about an entrepreneur, you know, growing um, a business, like what a great example she is. She's a powerhouse, David. And, uh, you know, she created
0: one of the top PR firms in Canada. Um, Her background is from New York, from Manhattan. I mean, you know, New York and Manhattan, they do things a little bit differently, right? So she brought a lot of those concepts into Toronto, into into our marketplace, and and people were very receptive. And and she leads one of the biggest and most successful PR firms in the country. And, you know, hearing her story and, 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 you know, hearing the brands that she's involved with and hearing how she started. You know, I, I think one of the stories that she talked about was um, reaching out to different uh, editors and and different uh, contributors to magazine uh, to magazines and to newspapers, and asking them, "Hey, what are you looking for? You know, what do you want to write about? How 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 do you approach your stories? And really understanding what those people are looking for, and then being able to, uh, you know, talk to her clients and and and." Tailor stories to the way that these people really wanted to see it appear in, in magazines and prints and media um, was such a big contributor to her success. Right. And it's so easy to look at somebody who's super successful and say, oh, look, it's it comes so easy and so naturally to this person. But very few, very few times you get to actually hear how they started and the hard work that they had to put in to get to where they are today. So um, great podcast with Natasha, you know. I mean, she's a powerhouse. I don't, I don't know what else to say. And um, I would encourage everybody to really look at that episode. Um, she talks about, you know, what is PR um, and and how realtors can benefit from, from doing PR properly as well.
1: Right. And anyway, she, one of those, those great success stories, and it's great to have those type of people on, um, you know, it, it, again, it back goes back to our theme you are know, talking, you know, we're talking business and how um, you know regardless of the business, there's certain things that have to be done. there's it's um, common threads, hard work, creating a culture. We talked about you know hiring the right people, how important hiring is for her uh, to to continue it. And something you know you and I you know are, are always challenged with the two and trying to grow our our firms as well. And, and anyways, it was a fascinating discussion. I You definitely learned stuff from listening to her talk. And, and then, you know, that led us into the, the next one, which was again, another great success story of someone that just sort of found their niche, um, it found, you know, found something interesting. And, and again, through hard work, created something out of relatively nothing. This was Jesse Lenovo, uh, founder of Listings Lab. And and, and I, I forgot where she was. She was speaking was from some islands. Some- Barbados. Was it Barbados? Barbados. She moved to right. Barbados
0: and, you know, she talked a little bit about that and, um, you know, the systems and the leverage she's able to put into her business to, you know, give her that flexibility and then to be able to make that decisions. And um, she really embraced that. And, and you know, now whenever she puts anything out, it's, it's always, you know, picture of the beach and pictures of her feet up with her sandals. But, you know, she's really encouraging everybody to live their best life uh, and put in the systems and processes in place to be able to really Um, push your business to a seven-figure business and be able to live that lifestyle. So great, great coach, great mentor, great influencer. And she really has the system and the tools to to help people succeed. And I've spoken to lots of realtors at the Buzz Conference that I ran into that work with Jess and, and absolutely rave about her, uh, her systems and her coaching um, and then have talked to me about what it's done to their business. So um, I would encourage any realtor that's listening to listen to episode 42 with Jess Lenovo um, and to reach out to Jess and her team and see how she can help take your business to the next level.
1: Yeah, and a fabulous, interesting person, great success story. And that led us to the, the next episodes with uh, with Tom's uh, story, I believe, right? Yeah, episode
0: 43 with Tom's story. And you know Tom is um, a, a younger realtor, but he's really taken the industry by storm by using video to educate clients and other realtors on the market. Um, and on the uh, current trends that are happening in the marketplace. And, you know, pe- realtors tune into his stories to get their update on, on really what's happening and to get the pulse of the of the market. So in really three to four short years, Todd has really established himself as a powerhouse agent. And, and you know, Tom was very open with us about, you know, what he does in terms of um lead generation, um, client events, and and he took us really step-by-step of what his roadmap looks um, in in terms of creating his funnel and keeping his funnel full um, and and how he kind of approaches his business. So that was a very interesting uh, episode. And Tom was very open uh, about how he and what he does to build his business.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. And, you know, and and how to use social media properly and the advantages of it and things that are available to today's real estate agent to today's entrepreneur, regardless of what business you're in that that wasn't available years ago, and how you got to put the time and effort into it and find your create a way to do it. And he's, uh, and he's sort of found that way. And he's happy to share his story. So I, anybody would benefit from listening to that one which led us back to assignments part two that we talked about earlier with, with Jonathan and Cohen. So everybody should get into that one uh, for sure. And, and there will be a part three and a part four at some point, because it's, it's it's ever-changing. So we're going to circle back on that one in the near future, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, we will. Um, and, and as you said, there's, there's changes coming to, uh, to assignments. So, I mean, um, everybody should be listening to that. Um, There has been so much pre-construction Real estate sold in the last three years and with the shifting market, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities in the assignment world to be able to pick up some of these properties where the current buyers that have bought will not be able to close on a lot of these uh, these properties because of the shifting market and because of the changing nature of our market right now. So I think this is going to be a very contentious uh, topic and I think um realtors that really understand assignments and take the time and invest in the learning more about assignments are really going to come up ahead here.
1: Yeah, and I think you, you touched on the key point there with assignments, like, you know, three to five years ago, when some of these projects, you know, first were being developed, there was a certain percentage of, of people that bought that were clearly investors, clearly buying it, either to flip it on an assignment or buy it with the intention of renting it out, but it's like pure investment. And then you've got another percentage that are users. But because of the, the change during that three to five year period, and now with the with significant change to interest rates and the availability of funds, the amount of funds and the values changing, there's a whole bunch of people where their whatever their intentions were three or five years ago, that's completely changed. Their circumstances are different. And now they've got a whole bunch of money in a, on deposits and these things, and some of them just don't have the ability to close themselves. So it's changed what they want to do. And now now we got to look back. What are their assignment rights? Did they have a right to assign what you know, what conditions is, is the current uh, builders uh, are the current builders imposing on them and, and, and then how to navigate through that so. It's an ongoing battle, but it's an important one that's going to be really busy, I think, through the fall and into next spring as these projects um, get closer to to being completed.
0: And we always talk about niche marketing, right? But, you know, knowing that interest rates are rising, that, you know, there are going to be a substantial amount of buyers who are not going to be able to close on some of these transactions that they bought from the builder, you know, the, the realtors that advertise to that specific pain point and say, hey, have you bought a pre-construction condo that you think you won't be able to close? Call me to discuss your options. Right. Right. That's right. how you get an assignment listing. Right right? And people are going to be reaching out to you and asking you questions. And if you can really dive in and understand this process and understand the complexities of assignments and really talk about those pains, um, you're going to win, right? And and, and you might find the buyer and then you're going to get both sides of the commission on the assignment. So, um, you know, great topic. And I would encourage everybody to take a little bit of time to really dive in and, and start understanding assignments in a big way moving forward. And then from there, we did episode number forty-five. You know, building a winning team and catapult your growth with the HR Pro. Um, David, I know your company uses uh, a recruiting firm to help you with staffing, and and we use the HR Pro at uh, at Sutton Summit. And you know, Kate Tevis has been absolutely instrumental in finding us the right people to help grow our company and our business. Right, and. Um, I've referred teams to to Kate. I've referred other realtors who want to start a team to help them find the key members uh, to, to help them grow. Um, and um, I, I encourage anybody who's looking for any sort of growth to go and talk to Kate because you can't do it alone, okay? And anybody who tries to do everything themselves, uh, a one-person team, There's a finite amount of time in a day um, and you just can't do it. You need to be surrounded by good people in order for you to grow. And that goes for any business, realtors, entrepreneurs uh, included. So uh, the the amount of of benefits you're gonna get from from having a professional help source the right people for you to grow, um, I can't tell you how much time you're gonna save and, and what it's gonna do for your business. So I, I loved having Kate on on the episode. And, and, and um, I, I think the, val- the services that she provides to, to business owners in the real estate industry are, are invaluable.
1: Well, look, here, here's the argument that I could put in another way. You know, we discussed the advantage. Someone wants to sell their house. A lot of people think, well, you know what? If I sell it myself, I can save the commission. I can be my own agent, I can do it myself, I'll save the 5% commission or whatever that's going to be. So that everybody sort of has that thought. And then if they talk to me or the, to you, we're gonna give them a whole list of reasons why they should just never do that. It's just not good for you and it's gonna cost you more money to do that. You're not gonna save what you think you're gonna save. You're not gonna get the price, you're not gonna get the timing, you're not gonna, you just get yourself in trouble, right? And it's no different when you think about it, when you're trying to hire people, you need the professionals to do the screening for you and to find the right person to understand your firm, understand your needs, understand your culture, and f- try and find the right people. So yeah, the tendency be, well, we just put an ad out and my firm does it too. Sometimes we put ads out, sometimes we're going through recruiters. But I have to remind myself too, as an owner, like you know, if we're just trying to hire someone ourselves, or what are we, we're just trying to save a commission that we'd be paying to a recruiter. But on the other hand, the, the time and the effort that goes in, to try to interview and go through resumes and try and find the right person. We don't have someone professionally trained that can ask the right questions and do all that screening for you is really a a waste of time. So yeah, we do some hiring directly at our firm, but most of the time it's because there was some, there was a a direct contact. There was someone that directly referred somebody to us, or we happened to come across somebody in, in the course of business, but otherwise it really makes sense. To do it through a headhunter, through a recruiter that understands your culture and finds you the right person.
0: Yeah. I I mean, guys, if you want to grow, go talk to Kate Tevez. Um, She's a wealth of knowledge and she can help put the pieces, the right pieces, and the right people in place to really help catapult your growth. So, great episode, episode 45. Encourage everybody to listen to. In episode 46, we had uh, Brett Starkman um, talk about Realtor's Guide to Tax, Accounting, and Saving Some Serious Money.
1: Yeah, and and Brett was on with us live um, at the Buzz Conference. We we did a a seminar, a live seminar on on Prex, and it was great to have him on that day. And, And I think you and I just know how to defer to Brett's expertise um, on these matters. And he, he really makes it clear in a concise way about what, what's really important on these issues. Uh, so I think it's a great episode for everybody to tune into. Yeah.
0: Next episode, episode 47, we had Sean Hurley talk about insurance and how to use insurance to save taxes um, for estate planning and to save money as well.
1: Yeah. And, and again, another topic, insurance. Uh, you, know, you know what you don't know, and, and I defer to tax experts and I defer to insurance experts. But better for them to explain it than for me to, to try and explain that or understand it to a to certain degre- to, degree. Which led us into the next one, which was talking about um, Muskoka Cottage Life, which is one of my favorite topics. You like the cottage life. I, I love the cottage life, and we had uh, Teresa Mirsky on Who's um, who was who was very interesting and 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 a very interesting uh, you know guest and and someone that lives that that cottage life experience and has through her family.
0: Yeah, and Teresa really talked about business communication, how important business communication is, and how to communicate with uh, with people, right? And I think the biggest thing that I took from that episode is that. Um, and we don't do this often enough, David, but we have to ask our clients how they want to be communicated with, right? So we need to adapt our communication style to what our clients are expecting of us, right? And, and that basic concept, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, we never think about it that way because you're so focused on, 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 on you, right? On your communication, like what's my communication skills? Which, which is great, but more important, you know, wh- how does your client want to be communicated with? So it's such a simple concept, but it can really go such a long way to improving the relationship and the communication you have with your clients.
1: Yep. And then we get into having a, a hero type of guest.
0: Yeah, this was uh, episode forty nine. We had the With who is a former Olympian, um, and I mean, you know, when you when you're in the room with the With, you just you feel that energy from him. You know, he uh, he's been around. Um, I think he's attended four different uh, Olympic games, two as a competitor and then two as a coach, um, and you just feel that energy from from him. And and you know, the With. Um, I call him coach. Um, I've been training with the width for four years now, uh, boxing, uh, do it for the cardio component. And I do it to to be around him, quite frankly, just he's such a wealth of knowledge and, and positivity and that championship mentality. You really feel it from him. Um, that was, you know, a, a great, great episode as well.
1: Yeah. And, and just what you take out of his his background, his, uh, his success story, all, all, all comes from hard work, and, and success that and that's the point that he had sort of driven home. Everything he did as an athlete, his successes, you know, all those, you know, great coaching, great training, attitude, things like that but you had to work hard. Same thing. Now he's a successful coach, he's working hard. And, and that's the bottom line how we encourage anybody surround yourself with good people that encourage you keep you going, but you got to put the work in to be successful. And he was uh, such an inspiration and, and what well, we, we all can learn stuff from him and take it to any aspect of our business life and personal life.
0: Yeah. And hard work will always be talent, right? Um, yep. Talent will only take you so far. Um, and even if you don't have talent, but you have hard work, you're going to be talent every single time.
1: Right. And, and all of a sudden we're at episode 50, like, Where did that come from?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And here we talk about successfully closing a real estate transaction, a shifting market. So, um, very timely episode as well. Um, You know, the importance of having a large deposit, the importance of keeping the buyer committed, the importance of having upfront conversations about, um, you know, what is the financial strength of the buyer, right? Um, Because the last thing you want to do is. You, know, you sign a transaction, wait ninety days until closing only to find out that the buyer isn't strong financially, that there isn't a large enough deposit to keep the buyer committed. and now you've put your seller in a situation where um, you know there is not a successful closing.
1: Right. So it's important, you know when you're the buyer's agent to be to understand your client and, and but it's, and just important on the seller's side, to be qualifying the buyer too. And I think we talked, it's not always best price wins, it's ability to close should win. And you've gotta have, be mindful of that and focus on that as well. And especially in these types of times, there's a lot of issues that come up and you want the ability to close to be the main thing, not, not everything driven by the price.
0: Yeah. And that takes us to episode 51. And again, this is uh, a big issue in in the marketplace, um, which is a guide to dealing with residential tenant issues, right? I mean, uh, uh, the Residential Tenancy Act is very one-sided, I would say, um, and it really leans heavily towards the rights of tenants. So realtors and landlords um, have to really know the Residential Tenancies Act and and how to deal with uh, uh, with tenants in in this in this marketplace. So great episode, lots of tenant issues that we get into, um, and lots of great discussions and, and great pointers um, when it comes to dealing with residential tenants.
1: Yeah, from from a few different points of view. Are you selling a property subject to a tenancy where the buyer is going to be assuming the tenancy and what's involved with that, or or is the intention To get the tenant out, and can you get the tenant out? And how do you get the tenant out? And what are the the rights of of the tenant and the landlord? So, uh, an important resource for people to look back on and and have in the library as well.
0: Yeah. And then we go and get into the power of rent to own and what the rent to own model means for realtors in episode 52.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that was an interesting. One, two, you know we're, we're here there's a, a focus on particular properties that go into a pool. There's two different pools, one of investors looking to invest in these things, and one of people that uh, you know that, want, that there's a vehicle to allow people to buy their first home by renting it first with with a, an agreement in place that they're going to ultimately buy it out. So it's an interesting uh, piece of the market. I don't know how to describe it better than that. (laughs) No, absolutely. And, and, you know,
0: I think it solves a lot of issues in the marketplace. Like if you're going through a divorce, if you have bad credit, you know, there's a way to really um, help buyers out in that situation and still, you know, get them into this, into owning a home um, without actually closing that transaction, but giving them means to do it in the future. Right. Right. And from a realtor's point of view, you know, what a great way to solve some complex problems that exist out there in the marketplace and really uh, you know, service a niche that is really needed in the marketplace. So amazing episode, great business building ability um, for realtors by using the rent-to-own model. Um, and it, it's a concept that's been around for a really long time, but very few realtors actually understand the power of it and how it can be utilized properly to really help them grow their business. Like imagine if you went to the marketplace and you said, Hey, back credit, come come talk to me because I can still find you a house and get you into home ownership. Like, like imagine how many people would actually come to you um, and what position that would put you in. And, and, and think about the um the wonderful help you'd be providing these people by by offering them something which any other A lender would tell them that is impossible to do.
1: Right, but there's a a number of considerations that have to go into place to do it. You have to do it properly, you have to set it up properly. So this was a discussion about, here's an example of how it's structured, how it works, why it works. And uh, if you wanna do it, take a look at this episode. Absolutely. Then we we talked about multiple representation in episode
0: 53.
1: Yeah. And again, like, is that ever a good idea? Like the easy answer is no, because you only get yourself in trouble. And, and here's why. And we go through through the, you know, through a lot of the cons, you know, there's some pros too. the obviously pros, you, you get commission on both sides, but you really got to be careful in, in doing that, especially in a market now, that when there are these issues coming up on closing, and people can't close and people need extensions, and you're on both sides of a transaction, you can't negotiate fairly with yourself. And, and all of a sudden you're going to be bowing out. And then you're, are you really providing the proper service to either client? So you got to be really careful, especially in this type of market. It was a little bit easier in a market where it was, we're negotiating price, closing date, no conditions, everybody's getting their money on closing in your clothes. Okay. That's different. We're not in that market. You got to be very careful.
0: And you can't you can't put your own interest in earning double commission ahead of your client's interest to close the transaction. Right. So that's where you you have to be very careful navigating um, those two, uh, I would say, contradicting interests. Right.
1: Yeah. So um, an important one. So just be careful. You know, people want to earn money. They want to earn their commission. But look and think long-term, not short-term. And, and you're better off, in most cases, not double-ending things and making sure you're acting properly for one party. Do a good job. You'll get the referrals. That'll help grow your business. And Because to get in trouble on one file, on one transaction, because you're on both sides, um, sometimes that can cause so much damage to you as, a, as an agent. And so anyways, think hard about it. Watch the episode. Some good pros and cons discussion.
0: Episode 54, (laughs) CenturyLock Technology and uh, Making Homes Safer. And we had James Reynolds on this episode, who is a director for CenturyLock. He's been with them for a really long time. Um, And here's a concept that we have an electronic log box uh, that has amazing security where realtors are being notified when an appointment happens, when the log box is open, when the log box is closed. Um, And even uh, the log box has a technology that if an appointment is not booked or is canceled, that it will not open and it will not release the key. And the whole concept here is to make homes safer, to protect the consumer, to protect the seller. And, And this is a wonderful company and a wonderful piece of technology um, that I personally hope uh, is going to be more prominent in the marketplace in the future.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it it will like this type of technology I think is is crucial now because the days are gone where you hand over the keys to your lawyer like they used to hand the keys to us meet them to sign up, uh, for the sale of the property. they give us the keys then we're delivering the keys to uh, to the buyer's lawyer and then and then the buyer's going to pick up the keys or like that whole process has changed now and we need, Keys to be left in lock boxes, and we need this technology. And there's so many advantages to this type of thing. And there, I think it's a it's a great concept, and I and I think it's going to be extremely successful. I,
0: I agree completely. Episode 55, dealing with conditional offers, David. Over the last two years, prior to March of of this year, the word conditional wasn't even on the table, was it?
1: No, you know it's like what? There's conditional offers. You can negotiate conditions again. Well, yeah, you know if you're an agent, you better sharpen your toolbox, bring out, bring out, you know, dust off some of the old conditions and take a look at them because that's really what you're going to need right now. Because uh, all of a sudden the, the market shifted. You know we're not doing the, the you know we're not doing pre-inspections before you make an offer. We're not reviewing status certificates in advance like we were way back then. Now you need a condition on inspection, you need a condition on a status certificate review if it's a condo, you need a condition on financing. And we even talked about um, if you're if you're buying first, can you negotiate a condition for the conditional upon the sale of the buyer's property, which is something we haven't seen in the market for many, many years. And that is is now something that's come back as well. So and, and, how, how do you negotiate conditions? If you're not... If you're, if you're an agent that hasn't done it, you better learn how to do it and make sure you get proper help and guidance through the real estate brokerage, through the lawyers involved. Really important in today's market.
0: Yeah. And, and David, I think you've touched on a very uh, prominent point, which is that conditional offers and the sale of buyers' property are absolutely rampant in this market. We're seeing them more and more. And, you know, buyers are not sure where they're going to fall in, Right. Uh, They don't know what's going to happen with their property, what price they're going to get for their property. So they want a little bit more assurances and safety uh, moving forward. So we're seeing a lot more offers with the condition on the sale of buyer's property. Um, I was involved with um, putting in an offer on a cottage property a couple of weeks ago. There were eight offers that came in and the top two offers both had a condition on the sale of a buyer's property and one of those offers was actually the winning offer which uh was mind-boggling because I mean you know if you have eight offers you know it's really a tough situation to be in to accept a conditional offer on the sale of buyer property but I mean that is just the reality of today's market um and and you know as realtors, we have a fiduciary duty to protect our clients. So um, in this market, you know, it, it's it's not a bad idea to insert a condition on the sale of buyer's property if they feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: Episode 56, everything you need to know about title insurance.
1: Yeah, well, uh, title insurance is... Um... Is part of every residential transaction we do uh, these days. In our office, we won't, do title, uh, we won't close a residential transaction without title insurance. We do sometimes close commercial transactions without it, but more often than not, we're using title insurance as well. So it's an important part of the process, important for agents to understand um, and lawyers to understand how title insurance can be used and what a great tool it can be to get transactions closed and closed on time. So that was sort of the focus of our, our discussion there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're running short on time, but we have just a couple more episodes to go, and then we're going to be all wrapped up. Um, so episode 57, the realities of litigation, the shifting market. We had Sarah Ernstein. Um, with us, who is a litigation lawyer, and, and, and Sarah is is absolutely phenomenal, and David, you and I um, go to great lengths to make sure that none of our transactions fall into the realities of litigation, but sometimes, no matter what you do, and, and no matter um, what steps you take, it's, it's it's unavoidable, and having Sarah's perspective um, about litigation and, and how it affects uh, both the buyer and seller and the realities of litigation um, in, in, in our marketplace was, was a great conversation.
1: Yeah, and, and people like Sarah right now are going to be extremely busy over the next couple of years. Unfortunately, with litigation, unfortunately for her, for Sarah, good news for Sarah, but, you know, she's doing a, a, a ton and will be doing a ton of litigation that comes out of real estate deals gone bad. So it's really important to understand what's going to happen in that process and how it's going to be sorted out and where the law stands on those things. And, and you know, and are your how your deposits are handled and when there's a binding agreement of purchase and sale at what stage and, and what happens if you can't close, what happens to your deposit, what are the damages that can flow from that? You have to understand all that because it then it, it keeps people focused on trying to avoid it because you know, that's what we really want to encourage people. Find a way to close your transactions and not get into a litigation process. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot that are not going to be able to avoid it, and they're going to be retaining people like Sarah to uh, protect their interests. So there's no question that that's a, a growth area right now. But the key from my perspective, from your perspective, we'd want to get transactions closed. We want to keep people away from litigation. But you have to understand what could happen, what your rights are in order to help you make those decisions that sometimes are uncomfortable. Even when you think you're totally in the right, sometimes it still makes sense for you to negotiate something because you're better off settling and closing something than standing on your legal rights and principles and having it go through the courts for the next couple of years.
0: Oh, No doubt but i think as a realtor and as a professional it's really important that you understand the roadmap in litigation um that you understand you know how courts have ruled in the past uh, so you can you know um keep that as a deterrent factor in your back pocket and, and, and ensure that you know buyers and sellers understand the realities of litigation um, that you can accurately explain, which will lead to a closed and a successful transaction, right? You never want to let your buyer or your seller go down the path where it's going to cause more headaches, um, cause them, uh, you know, cost them more money um, and, and cost them time if, if, if they don't have to go down that path. So understanding the realities of litigation, I think, especially in today's market is very important. I would encourage everybody to listen to the episode. And then we go into episode 58, and this is uh, an episode that uh, Jonathan Hakohen co-hosted with myself. Uh, we talk about the market, we talk about his podcast a little bit, um, and we talk about an agent and how right now, you know, there's so many opportunities um, to do deals uh, from an investment point of view, right? So as the market is, is changing, as the market is shifting, um, it, it is just riddled with opportunities, uh, for the investor uh, client. So, um, if you have anybody that's thought about investing in real estate, right now, the big word to to really use when it, describing our market is is opportunity.
1: Yeah, and then we had one of uh, I thought one of the most interesting podcasts we've had with Carl Gomez on. We mentioned him earlier. He's the chief economist from CoStar. So instead of you and I, uh, doing our usual weekly thing of being amateur economists we actually had a pro on that that's got the stats got the details and, and and some of what he did was you know what he told us was affirming some things that we sort of thought you know in our amateur statuses to of like you know where the trends were going and what was going but I, I thought it, he was very interesting very fascinating the way he breaks things down as to what's what got us to this point and what the future looks like and i thought some of the interesting discussion was was interest rates even though we're in this period where the rates are growing he sort of sees the end coming and then there'll be a settling back down to a i think he said something and you know I, I think i asked him like what's a normal interest rate and he, and he thinks it's going to settle somewhere in the four to six percent it's not going to get up to the crazy double digit numbers and it's not likely to get back to you know zero interest rates but but it'll probably settle somewhere in the not too distant future in the, in the four to 6% range.
0: Yeah. That was one of those podcasts where I think we could have kept talking for hours and hours, but great guest and, you know, great to hear his perspective on, on the economy on commercial real estate. I know you asked him about office leases and what the future is. We talked about some trends in the workplace, uh, just a great episode, uh, great guest, and and thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Yeah.
1: And that brought us back to sixty and our recap. So, anyways, this is uh, it's been fun to go down memory lane. And we'll see what the next uh, sixty are going to look like in the future. We've got uh, some guests hopefully coming on in the near future. We got circled back on certain topics coming up, and uh, we'll find a an interesting episode, hopefully every week to, uh, to keep this going.
0: Yeah. And, and David, as I look at the list of episodes, I mean, you know, there's so many takeaways and so much uh, education and, and and business development that we go through. I'm really excited to keep these going, to keep these conversations going and really happy to hear that people have been tuning in and sending questions and we've been hearing uh, tons of feedback from, from realtors and uh, you know, keep it coming reach out to David Corman, reach out to myself. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, And thank you so much for tuning in.
1: Okay, thanks everybody. See you next episode.
0: All right, bye-bye.